0: You're listening, no, you're listening to the buns.com podcast network. (laughs) Hey
1: Joes Nation, Stephen here, and welcome to episode 13 of Sustainable Joes 2084. The best place for business and sustainability talk out there. On today's episode, we have an incredible guest from the European Parliament to the pages of the New York Times, Bea Johnson, is a global leader in the space of zero waste living and the change agent behind the massively successful, internationally acclaimed blog, Zero Waste Home. However, before we press play, we have a few announcements. First, thank you to everyone who has supported our crowdfunding campaign. We're at 34% of our funding goal, and we need your help if we're to bring our product into reality. To illustrate impact, last week, my business partner, Alexander, pushed a car 433 feet because not only do we plant two trees for every card we sell, but every card also diverts 433 feet of driving. We've simplified sustainability to ease some stress in your world. You simply have to make the choice. Small cards, big impact, sustainable future. Let me know what you think. The campaign link is in the show notes. Also in the show notes, if you like what you hear in this episode and are interested in meeting Bay in person, she will be in Toronto presenting live October the 26th and 27th. The link to tickets can be found, again, in the show notes. As always, we'll play a song from Wolf Saga in full at the end of the episode as Johnny lets us use his music in the podcast for free. So stay tuned for that and thank you, Johnny. Lastly, I wanna give a special shout out to Sophie and Eli for making this interview happen and to Shabbat Wealth Management and RBC for hosting a screening of our film this week. On all accords, really grateful and thank you. Now it's time for today's episode with the globally celebrated Bea Johnson. I hope you enjoy.
2: You know, 10 years ago, had I heard about a zero-waste family, I would have thought to myself, oh boy, these people must be total hippies, I'm sure they live in the boondocks. I would have thought exactly what the people were saying in a New York Times article when they read our story. What we found is that it's the complete opposite.
1: From Sustainable Joe's This is 2084, a podcast about designing tomorrow, creating a sustainable future for all, told by the people building it today. Bea Johnson, thank you for taking some time to talk with me and my listeners today.
2: Well, thanks for having me, it's a pleasure.
1: You're at the pinnacle of zero waste living, but what does that mean and what does that look like?
2: Well, waste-free living aims at uh, trying to reduce household waste as much as possible but what you ultimately gain is a lifestyle based on experiences instead of things. So it's a richer life that is based on being instead of having.
1: Can you, can you give us some nuggets or some examples of what that has looked like from before your zero waste experience and, and after, like after you've talked at Google, the European Parliament, the United Nations, what have some of those experiences looked like?
2: so i came to the us as an as a french au pair and i've been living here ever since uh, since the age of 18 Uh, but when i first got here i wanted to experience or live the american dream as seen on (laughs) tv so for me that meant uh owning a large home uh, large cars large refrigerators and and washing machines <laughs> uh, but ultimately um, the the house that we could afford with these things was uh, set on a cul-de-sac uh, kind of uh, far from everything in a, in a kind of sleepy kind of uh, suburb so that meant that we had to get into a car to do just about anything drive to go to the grocery stores and the kids schools and uh, the restaurants and movie theaters but we missed the life that we had known in the large cities that we had lived in before, where we had been, uh, you know, biking and walking everywhere. We had lived in London, Paris, Amsterdam. So after seven years of living in that suburbs outside of San Francisco, we decided to relocate to be closer to a downtown. But before finding the right house, we rented an apartment for one year and we only moved in with the necessities. And during that year, we realized that when you live with less, all of a sudden you have more time to do what's important to you, more time for friends, for family, for hikes and picnics. So when we did find the right house in that downtown that interested us, we got everything out of storage. And there we found that 80% of the belongings we had put in there, we had not even missed for a whole year. And that's when we started letting go of things. And it's thanks to that uh, voluntary simplicity that we then had time to educate ourselves on environmental issues, uh, read books and watch documentaries. Um, And that's when we realized that the lifestyle that we had lived was not a sustainable one, that our consumption habits were uh, destroying our kids' planet. So eventually we found that, uh, I found the term zero waste, which back then was only used to describe Uh, waste management practices at a city level or it was also used in the manufacturing world but it was not a term that was used to describe a lifestyle or something you do at home but to me that really uh, struck a chord I thought well that's what we should be doing at home I mean if zero is not the goal in our waste reduction then what is the goal is it?
1: Can I can I stop you there for a second? Yes. There? Could could the goal potentially be to have a positive impact?
2: You could have a positive impact if I mean even what we do today I know has some negative impact. But uh, you know in order to create zero carbon footprint uh, or even zero carbon altogether you'd have to stop breathing. So uh, <laughs> there are things, however, that you can do. And in that respect, you can indeed bring something positive to the world instead of uh, being a burden to the uh, to the world.
1: Absolutely, and we'll get to some of those positive positive impacts. I'd like to dive into a few of the things you just said. You know, you, you talked about what living like what does you asked yourself the question what does living with less look like? Um, and then you also said that you decided what to let go of. You know, and you you downsized by eighty percent. How did you ultimately decide what to let go of? And what strategies or advice would you give people who want to live with less?
2: Yeah, so that's uh, first is to really question your true self on what are your true needs. In order to be happy in in our world, we only need a few things. Of course, we need a roof on our heads, a few pieces of furnishing and clothing. But there is only so little that you need in order to actually be comfortable, uh, and anything beyond that then becomes excess. Um, the beauty of letting go of the things that you do not truly really use or need is that it makes them, a, it makes those things which are in themselves uh, valuable resources um, it makes them available to others. It boosts the secondhand market, which is extremely important for the future of zero waste, but also letting go by definition, uh, you know, will simplify your life and therefore simplify uh, your zero waste. So uh, to us, actually, the, uh, the big secret to the success of our zero waste lifestyle is uh, greatly due to the fact that we've Uh, greatly simplified our uh, lifestyle. And I would would encourage people to start with the area that seems to be easier for them. Uh, You know, cooks will have trouble letting go of their cooking implements. Uh, Some people are into fashion or clothing and like to own lots of different pairs of shoes. I was... uh, Fashion major myself. So it was uh, it's not overnight that I downsized to 15 pieces of clothing It took me a long time to question myself on my what my true needs were uh, to evaluate what fits me ba- best um, and and Pick the items that are multifunctional and can be applied to all the different activities that are partaken so I would say pick you know a, a drawer or a room at a time and start with the area that will be easier for you to let go.
1: Great advice. Pick, yeah, start, start with an, an easier first step and then I imagine subsequent steps just become easier.
2: Yeah, and it's actually for me, letting go of things was so liberating that uh, I kind of in a way became addicted to it to the point where once I had let go of all the uh, unnecessary things in my home, I still felt the need to help people declutter. So I started a consulting company helping people declutter their homes.
1: And, and you provide an example on your website, on your blog through your videos, through your TED Talks. I want to take another step back for a second, Bea. You said you ultimately realized that you weren't living sustainably and the world you were leaving for your children wasn't sustainable. When you think of, you know, back to the idea of our podcast here, 2084, when you think of the year 2084 and the direction of our world, what type of world do you think your children are going to grow into?
2: Well, I'm working really hard at making that world a zero waste one and I'm a positive thinker and I can see change happening everywhere although my current president is trying to put sticks in the wheels of that but uh, on the other hand it's created larger movements that are very determined into um, into achieving that zero waste goal and creating a more sustainable a future for our children so I uh, this is what I dream of and I I'm pretty confident that it's going to happen
1: hey joes nation I want to take a minute to acknowledge a couple of our supporters so please listen up this episode of sustainable joes 2084 is brought to you in part thanks to the support of buns and steam whistle buns hosts our podcast for free and steam whistle gives us their delicious premium pilsner to sip on as we converse so let's get to the technical copy for those who don't know, Buns is an app for decluttering your life and finding stuff you love. Recently, Eli traded a bike light he no longer needed for three apples on buns quite literally a sweet trade. In the past, I also traded a six pack for two tickets to the Green Living Show, a friend of mine, Katie, traded a bath bomb for a bag the other day. Anyways, you too can try trading by visiting buns.com or get the app on your phone. At the end of the day, Buns for trading. A big thank you also goes to Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, from their 100% renewably powered brewery to their green bottles, which can be reused up to three times more than a standard brown beer bottle. Quote-unquote, Steam Whistle is proud to support Sustainable Joes as we work to create a sustainable tomorrow together. Lastly, our podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of our monthly patrons. If you believe this content is important and have the capacity to contribute, you can find all necessary links at sustainablejoes.com. That's Joes with an S because whether you are a Joseph or Joanne, together we are a group of Joes. Now back to the show. The idea behind the podcast to share beautiful stories like yours of people who are out there making positive change.
2: And I can see, you know, the, the zero waste lifestyle has grown tremendously in the last few years. When we what started, have you seen? well, when we started a decade ago, people did not know what a zero waste lifestyle was, and they didn't know what zero waste meant. The first article that came out about us was uh, the New York Times, and they had not put any pictures on how we lived, so people were. Kind of stuck on the, um, on the misconception that in order to live a zero waste lifestyle, you have to, uh, live in the woods and you have to be a hippie. And, uh, uh people said that's disgusting what they're doing to their children. It's depriving them. My husband and I like looked at those comments and started laughing, thinking, oh, yes, poor children. Instead of taking them to McDonald's, we take them to a real restaurant. Instead of giving them crap for their birthdays, things, we uh, give them the gift of experience. And At their young age, they've done some things that are incredible, things that most adults will never get a chance to do. Um, and things but, that they'll so, always remember. And that's what the Zero Waste Lifestyle really emphasizes. And in giving it a face, we were able to inspire thousands and thousands of people. And today, it's truly become a movement. This is really exciting. I found, for example, that... You were a uh, part
1: of, were you not, one of the, the first unpackaged stores in Germany?
2: Well, it was uh, the first unpackaged store in Germany was inspired by uh, a woman that read, or it's a woman that ran uh, my book that decided to open it, but this is kind of what's happening. I found that in Montreal alone, there are eight stores that were inspired either by my book or a speech that I have given, I mean, in Montreal alone. So it shows you how, um, you know, how fast this movement is growing and how widespread it is.
1: How does that make you feel to know that you wrote a book you have you have been living a an inspired life, and people are taking action based off of your action?
2: Well, I feel really humbled by this, I must say. I mean, I'm proud but also humbled at the same time uh, people think oh you miss me, you know you miss me must make you feel so big, but on the other hand, it makes me feel really small by. How big you know this uh, thing has uh, has grown I would have never ever thought that what we were doing at home when they would launch a movement I mean it's uh, people were uh, the people that were criticizing when we first came out with our story uh, were saying well what you're doing does not matter at all because uh, one person or one family can change the world or can change the manufacturing world and all along I've been saying that that's not the case I truly believe that change, uh, is in the consumer's hands. Uh, it's, it's up to the consumer to change the world. Every time you buy something, you have the power to support the practice that is either sustainable or is not. So every time you spend your money, uh, it's a way for you to vote for a future. And so what do you want that future to look like uh, depends on you. Every time you buy packaging, it's a way for you to say, I love packaging and I dream of a world filled <laughs> with packaging for future generations, and that's what will happen. If you buy your food in bulk with reusables, it's a way for you to say, I believe in an unpackaged world for our children, and I vote for that unpackaged world for our children.
1: With, with your actions, love it. That being said, you know, you, you talked about you experienced some, some criticism. Every journey has its critics and its challenges. And I imagine yours is no different. What have been some of the biggest struggles along this path? And and how are you able to overcome them? And part three, what advice would you give to other moms or families who are trying to live zero waste and experiencing criticism from their friends or their family or their community?
2: Well, I... To me, it was very important uh, to learn to shut them off and simply stick to my guns, believing that and knowing that what we were doing was right for us, it was right for our health, it was right for the environment, and it's right for our kids' future.
1: So would you you say anything? Like when you say just to
2: let it fall
1: away, do you just like say nothing? Or do you say, I mean, you can have your belief...
2: Well, and, first, and I'll have
1: mine and act on it for my yeah, kids' future?
2: Uh, at first I was trying to defend it, but then you're peddling in mud because there are some people that are not open to change. And no matter what you say, uh, even to explain your choices, they w- are set in their ways and they are not. They don't have an open ear. They're not ready for zero ways. So uh, I, I quickly understood that um, it's, it's important to stick with what I believe is right for us. I will keep on sharing what we do because it's allowed me to uh, inspire others. Um, I think, you know, in a, in a zero-waste journey, as I describe in my book, uh, it's, you, you are bound to feel a lot of frustration at one point when you get started, something gets you started. People start for lots of different reasons. It might be for health reasons, for wanting a better future for their children, or maybe it's because they wanna save money, or simply it's because they like the aesthetics of the zero waste lifestyle. But anyhow, if you, when you get started, uh, all of a sudden, well, as soon as you start paying attention to your own trash, then you start seeing it everywhere. The first time I went to Starbucks, for example, with my own uh, reusable uh, cup, then I started seeing everyone else carrying a disposable one, and I got (laughs) angry at them, and I I thought, you know, why don't they do like me? That's just uh, irresponsible what they're doing. But very quickly, I understood, uh, or I realized that those people that I was criticizing were me not so long ago. Who am I to judge them? I have no right to judge anybody. Um, and uh, as I adopted a zero waste lifestyle to the maximum of our capabilities, I found peace with others and I realized that, uh, you know, I'm not here to tell anyone to uh, how to live their lives. I'm only here to show what's possible. And if I can inspire people, great. If I can't, work well, too bad. But I know that every time I Apply my zero waste lifestyle in public. Every time people see me uh, reusing containers at the grocery store or reusing a cup, uh, or, you know, bringing my uh, reusable cup at Starbucks or on a flight, then I have the power to inspire others to do the same. And uh, that's that's how I'm able to shut up the criticism and just uh, keep on doing what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I would say that change starts at home. Growing up in my home, like mom made the rules Um, for other moms and dads out there who want to inspire their kids because like you have, you have, you have two teenage boys. Yes.
2: Yes. So when we started, they were uh, six and seven. So now they've actually lived longer without waste than they have with waste. And so you
1: started that early though for adults or or mothers or fathers who wanted to adopt this practice in their life, or for teenagers listening to the podcast who want to motivate their parents to transition to zero waste, what what are your recommendations or advice there?
2: I would say that it's uh, to simply bring, I mean, again, don't force zero waste on anyone because you might just experience backlash. Uh, It's (laughs) just, uh, I think, better to apply it yourself and in the case of children, I mean, if you think about it, even teenagers living at home, they're not the ones buying the food. It's the parents that are making those decisions. Zero waste is more what you do outside the house than what you do inside the house. Zero waste is really when you, um, when you choose not to consume or to consume differently by buying in bulk and buying, uh, the things that you need secondhand. And typically in a household where you have children, well, it's the parents that make those decisions. So that's why for our kids, zero waste went completely undetected. We had been uh, living without waste for six months already when I found out that my my kids had not even noticed it because I was the one consuming. I'm the one making those decisions for them. Did Uh,
1: your boys ever talk about difficulty at school? Some of the other kids, uh, maybe belittling them? And what so, strategies did you...
2: Well, so you have to understand that our kids look like everyone else. They... I mean, we live like... it. I mean, what looks like everyone else.
1: And everybody like, listening on the podcast, you can see pictures of Bea's life if you go to ZeroWasteHome.com. There There's pictures of her, her family, and and what their home looks like. And might I say you're rather stylish.
2: Oh, well, thank with you. Your,
1: with your 15 <laughs> garments of clothes in your closet.
2: Thank you. So, um... Uh, you know my, my kids ever since they were little and ever since we embarked on the zero waste lifestyle and decided to only buy secondhand, I made sure that when I went to the thrift store to buy their clothes I asked them very specifically What is it that you want me to buy for you? Because I did not want them coming back to me ten years down the line to say gosh mom We were never able to have Quicksilver or uh, you know uh, whatever brands or you know those yeah. brands that uh, teenagers wear but um so i kept an open ear to their to their wishes and i would come home with all these things secondhand so in the end they're wearing. What uh, other kids are buying new at the store, so they look like a typical teenager. Over time, they went away from brands because now they're, you know, they they have their own sense of style and they're older. They don't really care about brands, maybe only for shoes. But but even that, you know, we're able to buy it secondhand. So they really don't care that their things are secondhand because they're dressed like, uh, you know, like their peers.
1: Well, and the best part I've always found too is. My friends will say, Oh, Steven, I love your shorts. I'm like, $6.50 at Value Village <laughs> or, or wherever I got them. And they're like, No way. And they fit perfect. Um, and then they almost say, feel like they were cheated.
2: I, I visited a, a Village des Valeurs, so the Value Village in Quebec, yep. and I was super impressed with how well organized that is. I'm super jealous. You guys have an awesome thrift store there. I love how they organize their jeans, it's the most efficient way. Of organizing and displaying jeans in a secondhand shop. Kudos to it, them.
1: Yeah, they're, they're they're fantastic. Bea, when you talk about you know obviously a, a great first step for anybody is to read your book. Um, can you kind of give us some some tricks or tips with regards to you know what can somebody do today if they just wanted to start a zero waste lifestyle today? What are the first three steps you would recommend?
2: So. As I lay out, you know, I, in the book, I, I lay out my methodology of five R's. The five R's are refusing what you do not need, reducing what you do actually need, reusing by swapping anything disposable for a reusable alternative, recycling only what you cannot, refuse, reduce, or reuse, and finally it's rot, rotting, uh, rotting the rest, which is composting. Yep. So the first rule to a zero waste lifestyle is to learn to say no to refuse. So today, well, so today if you want to get started, next time someone hands something to you, before you accept it, think about it. Do you really need it? Is this gonna is this gonna add to your life or is this gonna end up in the trash? You can learn to say no to freebies, to business cards, uh, single use plastics a meal on the plane, um, uh, party favors uh, and promotional goods. So simply next time someone hands out something to you, question yourself or your true need for that thing because you have to understand that if you accept that item, you're creating a demand to make more. Accepting is condoning. So if you accept a plastic bag, it's a way for you to say, again, I love plastic bags and I dream of a world filled with them. But when you say no to these things, not only you stop these things, you stop the demand for these things, but you also stop these things from coming into your home and becoming your trash problem. You'll see that as as soon as you learn to say no, you'll be amazed how much stuff you can stop from coming into your home and uh, how much easier your life will be and how much your trash will be reduced.
1: Let's talk about gifts for a second. You know, when you say you give experiences you know, to, to your boys and you, and you ask them, you know, okay, what, what would you like? What do you give to your friends?
2: So we give something similar. So it's, uh, for example, um, uh, it can be manicure, pedicure, uh, ah. or a meal in our home. Uh, uh, there is lots of different things that you can do. If it's a bigger birthday or a bigger birthday, you can give a bigger experience. Uh, in the case of our kids, for example, my older one, for his 15th birthday, he uh, uh, did um, uh, skydiving in Quebec, actually. And, really? Uh, I
1: saw the picture, and had yeah, a, in one of your talks, you, you show that picture, he's got a big smile on his face.
2: Yeah, because it's uh, in the US, skydiving, I think you have to be 18 to do skydiving, and we found that in Quebec, he was something like 15 or something, so that's why he did it there. And yeah, my you know, younger Canada. son, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And then my uh, younger son did bungee jumping for his fifteenth birthday. But this is actually experiences is exactly what separates my kids from other kids. We were talking about that earlier. My kids don't, um, they don't brag about the fact that we produce just one, tra- uh, you know, one jar of trash per year. They don't care. To them, it's completely normal and natural. They've done it their, you know, most of their life what really separates them from other kids, what makes them different are the activities, the things that we've done as a family, and uh, like their birthday presents. So for my, my son's 16th birthday was last week, and so uh, for his birthday, we took five of his friends and himself on a houseboat on a lake in California.
1: That sounds incredible. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned along this journey?
2: Well, I would say that zero waste lifestyle is nothing that I would have expected it to be. You know, 10 years ago, had I heard about a zero waste family, I would have thought to myself, oh boy, these people must be total hippies, I'm sure they live in the boondocks. I would have thought exactly what the people were saying in a New York Times article when they read our story. What we found is that it's the complete opposite. In the old days, I would have thought that it cost more. We found that it actually saves 40% on our overall budget. I would have thought that it takes more time, but it's the complete opposite. By definition, voluntary simplicity does not take more time. It simplifies your life. It makes room in your life for what matters most to you. The less you have, well, the less you have to clean, store, maintain, repair, and eventually discard. This is where you can uh, save a lot of time.
1: And and the more time you have for experiences. So what's next for for Zero Waste Home and Bea Johnson?
2: Well, I will continue to partake in any project that allows me to shatter the misconceptions associated with this lifestyle. um, I'm doing uh, speaking tours all over the world. I'm doing my, I've spoken in Asia before, but I'm doing a, a, a trip to Asia in December. Uh, I did a speaking tour in Africa this, uh, this uh, past um, uh, May, so I thought, you know, it's about time we were, I went the other way and went uh, to Asia. So, so I will continue on doing this. It's allowed me to really um, develop or grow the lifestyle uh, and the movement. Uh, everywhere I go, somehow, after my visit, uh, bulk shops pop up, so uh, somehow what I'm doing is working, so I keep on doing
1: that. And, and you're coming to Toronto in October, and for those of you who are inspired to, uh, to come meet Bea, uh, you'll have an opportunity to meet her, listen to her, there's going to be a panel talk, um, you can do that in October, we'll have the link to tickets in the show notes uh, Bea, I guess let's just leave it here based off of all of your experience you know and, and all of your knowledge. what question do you wish I would ask you and, and what's the answer?
2: You know the, the thought I'd like to leave your listeners with is uh, you know don't be afraid of the term zero waste. I know it can sound scary but don't be afraid of it. You'll be amazed how rich it can make your life. Again, it's the complete opposite of what you might think it is, and don't be afraid by it because who knows, you might discovered your, your best self.
1: Absolutely, and if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where where do they find you?
2: So I'm uh, so either through my blog zerowastehome.com. I'm also on social media, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the uh, zerowastehome. home I'm, uh, and then of course I'm, uh, in Toronto. uh, on the night of uh, October 26th. I'm uh, really excited. This is part of a uh, speaking tour uh, throughout Canada and I'm really excited to be coming to Toronto. This is a first for me.
1: Bea Johnson, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for living an inspired life and sharing some of those, uh, those nuggets of wisdom to our listeners today.
2: Well, thank you for exposing your listeners to this lifestyle. It was truly a pleasure to answer your questions. Take care.
1: Have a good day. That was my conversation with Bea Johnson. You can find out more about Bea and Zero Waste Living by checking out her blog at zerowastehome.com. Bea is also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Again, Bea will be in Toronto October the 26th and 27th. You can find link to tickets in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. This episode was recorded and edited by yours truly, and music was provided by Johnny Wolf Saga. You can subscribe to Sustainable Joe's 2084 on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, please, please do us a favor and leave a review while you're there. Seriously, your reviews, guys, push us further up in the ranks, which help us get more awareness, get the podcast out there more so hopefully we can make a living doing this. Lastly, big thank you again to our patrons. You're the best. We are moving into the last week of our crowdfunding campaign. Link is in the show notes. I thank you for listening, and we will be live with a new episode next week. For now, I leave you with a track from Wolf Saga. Thanks, Johnny.
0: It was a busy summer when you came around 1927, proud Ontarian I wasn't recognizing as an equal person and all these rules made by men, cause shadows on your walls. And I'm sorry that you didn't get to do the things that Ed called out to you. And I promise that I'll advocate the intentions that you have pursued. on the breeze and all these rules made by men they carry on it seems and I'm sorry that you didn't get to do the things that Ed called out to you and I promise that I'll advocate the intentions that you have pursued We can break them down.